Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody, it is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. I'm super excited. I mean, I'm super excited every night when we do this, but I'm especially excited tonight. We have got Danny Previck joining us. He is a 23 committed prospect and uh, really happy to be talking to him. So, hey, Danny, are you out there? Yeah, you hear me? We're yeah, good. absolutely, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Really looking forward to tonight. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself and maybe kind of let us know about your graduation year, GPA, your high school, a summer team if you're playing with them, and maybe, hey, man, how'd you get into playing baseball? Yeah, um, so obviously uh, my name is Daniel Prereck. Uh, I go to Chapin High School, which is about uh, 30 minutes out from Columbia, South Carolina, which is uh, – you know, the main the, is the capital of the state. Uh, that's where USC plays. All the big football games happen. Um, I believe I was able to finish with a, with a 4.1. Um, yeah, growing up, there was always a big emphasis on doing well in school, um, getting A's and A's and B's, or, and, and just getting as many A's as you can. And, um, you know, people don't really realize when it comes to recruiting how important GPA is, um, especially when it comes to getting money at schools. Um you know, baseball scholarships, unless you are really, 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 really good, are are, are tough to get a, a high percentage of, uh, of money. And, uh, you know, having good a good academic record really, really helps with that. And it makes you uh, very appealing to coaches as well. Um, you know, it, it shows that you're not only willing to do the work, you know, off the field, but on the field as well. And the academic part is arguably the harder part because it's the part you enjoy or enjoy a lot less than uh, playing um so and the the summer team i most recently played with was uh this team is called body shot baseball um the guys who ran it uh they run a baseball academy called uh p27 academy they have guys from all around the world um you know they come they play baseball they they do school there and these kids are all going to you know um good division one schools good division twos great jucos and uh um you know iron sharpens iron and the obviously it helped me tremendously um, being around all those guys in the summer um, and being around all those coaches, the coaches do a great job um, with connections. They have great college and pro experience. Um, they're willing to do anything to help you as long as you're willing to put in the work, um, you know, and uh, that was a great experience for me. But uh, beyond that, I, I, how I got into baseball was actually uh, after playing soccer, I realized how terrible I was with my legs so I decided to kind of switch it up and use my arms instead. Um, you know, my dad uh, grew up a Yankees fan, so I grew up a Yankees fan. We used to live up north. Um, and my goal was always to be like Derek Jeter and wear number two, play at the middle. Uh, obviously, plans kind of changed there because I pitch now. But, um, yeah, that kind of changed um, when I started playing more competitive, which when I was around uh, 12, 13 years old. So, yeah. Hey, man, great rundown. Thank you so much for that background. I'm very well aware of where Chapin is. I am, uh, I'm down here in Orlando, Florida, but I'm originally from Augusta, Georgia, and I have family that lives in Irmo, South Carolina. So, man, I'm absolutely yep. familiar with that area. A ton of athletes, great, great place to grow up. How long? Yes. Hey, you, so you were born in New York. How long were you actually in uh, Chapin? So I was, I was actually born in Connecticut, but my grandparents lived in, um, like, upstate New York. So we spent a lot of time there. Um, but naturally, it's, Yankees were the closest professional baseball team. And so, yeah, but um, I moved – we moved to South Carolina when I was eight. Uh, we lived in Myrtle Beach for a year, rented a house. And then uh, when I was nine, we moved to Chapin. And, and uh, I, I always knew coming in my, – my dad had told me when I was young, and I remember it. He was like, the baseball down south is – it's – different like it's a different beast it really is and especially in the region that that we are in in Chapin is 5a we got powerhouse schools everywhere you know, I mean you got Dutch Fork River Bluff 
um, you know, White and Lexington. Like these kids um, are all really great players, are all very competitive schools. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely the the area is a different beast for sure. I love it. So Danny, you've been down here since you were eight years eight years old. I mean. You're 18 now or so, 17, 18, 10 years you've been living yeah. here. You're a Southern kid now. I love it. Yeah. No question. Yeah. A little That's bit more exactly. Southern. You've got South Carolina and you have Clemson all hosting. Little old South yeah. Carolina's got three teams hosting. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I also kind of want to add, I'm very familiar with P27. And the reason I'm so familiar with them, and it is literally big time baseball. My son went to, went to uh, TNXL. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's direct uh, rivalry right there. Yeah. 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 And uh, you you watch those games and those kids are really, really talented, really, really hardworking. And it's, you know, it's like watching a professional baseball game. You go there and the scouts are all out there and you know, if you can really play, they'll find you for no sure. question about it, brother. Hey, so, well, let me ask you, what position do you play? Uh, and you kind of made reference to, you know, leaving your legs behind. So I kind of got a feeling uh, what position you do play, but <laughs> let me ask you, what are your strengths? And then maybe what's a couple things that you really want to be working on over the summer? Yeah. So, uh, I'm a right-handed pitcher, uh, I would say uh, one of my strengths is definitely my uh, delivery. It's it's not your traditional, you know, up down stride, come straight over the top. Uh, it, it's I'm I'm a little I, I move pretty quick. I'm very fast twitch. I, I believe the, the faster I move, uh, the faster I'll throw. Uh, obviously, moving in a quick and controlled manner is the key to it. Uh, but it, a lot of it's my arm slot. It's like a three quarters and. Uh, almost like a sidearm and especially for right-handed batters it's it's a difficult at bat um because my fastball has a lot of horizontal movement and it'll run in and uh when i'm really on you have that fastball running in and then i could start that slider at your at your hip and it'll break into the the zone if i want to backdoor the slider i can put it right on the inside corner um that's definitely a strength that gives guys a lot of problems um one of my weaknesses definitely uh I'm, i'm a relief uh relief closer type of guy and um, you have that all, all that adrenaline coming in from the pen, and uh, sometimes you get out there and you have kind of an adrenaline dump. You get through an inning, you get back to the dugout, you sit down, and you stand back up to go after the next inning. You've just lost all of your energy, and it makes it a lot more difficult when you can't get going. Um, so definitely controlling my energy levels is, is, is something I need to work on. And um, with that, keeping consistent control of all of my pitches through you know more than one inning um, – uh, you know, control throwing strikes is so important. People worry about throwing hard, but a lot of times, especially in high school, if you throw strikes, people will get themselves out. Um, and you know, I, in the beginning of my high school season, I kind of made the mistake of thinking, you know, I got to strike everybody out. I got to do this. But if if you throw strikes, you're more likely going to strike more people out than if you're trying to strike people out. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say for sure. Hey man, that's some good advice right there too. The way you ended it. And I love, I'm sitting here thinking, your delivery and the ball you're throwing sounds straight nasty. I mean, is that, was it natural or did you work with someone to figure out how to throw the way you're throwing and have the, the, the action that you have? Yeah, um, to be honest, there's a, a few different things that I messed around with. Um, I, I, I used to come more over the top. I, I tried to almost – I looked up to Max Scherzer a lot as a pitcher, and I almost tried to mimic that. And for a little bit, it worked. Um, and then I had uh, – you know, I got a little stronger. My, my body started moving faster, and I couldn't really time it up anymore. My body was completely out of sync. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know really what happened, but I just started throwing that way. And it, it just – it really clicked. It just worked, and I, I stuck with it. Um, there was never really a point in time where somebody told me, Hey, you need to throw like this, but, um, you need to throw strikes and, you know, whatever adjustment you need to make, everybody's different, you know, and whatever adjustment you need to make to do so. Um, and that was just the adjustment I made and it worked out really well for me. Heck yeah, man. You, you, you had to find what worked for you. Absolutely. And, and obviously you did. So you're a 23 graduate. I mean, generally speaking, 
we, we've talked to some 23s, but the majority of the guys that we've really talked to so far are 24 uncommitted. And as the summer rolls along, we're, we're going to be talking to a lot more 25 uncommitted. So it's really cool to talk to a 23. My understanding is you literally graduated. You had your ceremony today. Mm-hmm. Kind of give us, yeah, hey, man, tell us a little about it. You know, like, how was it? And then then the big thing is, you know, if you're a, if you're a 23 graduate, hey, man, are you committed? And if you're committed, where are you going? Yeah. So graduation was, it was great. It was definitely a, a surreal experience. I had trouble sleeping last night because, you know, I, it's like the end of an era. Um, you don't really know how to feel about it. Um, you get there, you, you walk across the stage and you throw that cap in there and you look back and it's like, man, that's, it's over. It's, you know, and it, it went by in the blink of an eye. Um, you know, you don't, it doesn't feel like it's going by fast when you're in the moment, but when you, when you're done and you look back, I mean, it's, it went by quick. Um, it's pretty scary. Uh, but you know, it started, the graduation was early. Uh, ceremony started at eight. We had to be there at six forty five for preparations. And then I was up at five fifteen. So you know, I'm feeling a little bit right now for sure. I took a little nap earlier, so I'm all right. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm committed to limestone university. It's a division two in Gaffney, South Carolina, uh, which is kind of near Spartanburg, which is another, um, you know, big point in South Carolina. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll be moving in there August 18th. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm really, really excited to get started there. It's a really great fit for me. Uh, I've gotten in touch with the guys there and, uh, you know, we're all, we we all have a similar mission and, uh, we're all getting along really well because of it. And I'm really excited about it. Hey man, that's so cool, man. One, thanks for being with us. You've been up since five in the morning or five forty-five in the morning. Absolutely <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, you know, we had talked. Gosh, I guess we had talked a couple of weeks ago or so about potentially doing this interview. And uh, I don't know how we came up on this date. That's a, it's amazing that it was the same day that you graduated. Absolutely appreciate you being here no, very much you. with us. Yeah, definitely. And so congratulations. And, and Spartanburg and Limestone, my goodness, that's a beautiful area. That's upstate South Carolina. I mm-hmm. mean, that is it's pretty close to Greenville. Yeah, I mean, that is yeah, gorgeous, of, gorgeous. Yeah, there was a. That was one of the most attractive parts of it is um, you're pretty close to everything. You know, if you want to go do something fun, you're, you know, you're right there for the most part. You know, you're 30 minutes away from multiple different, you know, uh, places where you can go do things. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 that was definitely a, a big part of my decision going there. No doubt. I don't blame you one bit. One thing that I kind of had to laugh at, and I'm glad I had it on mute when you said it, you know, and, and I can feel for you, too. You said you walked across the stage and, and that was kind of it. And you looked back and you were like, wow, that went by fast. Man, I got to tell you, Danny, just wait till you have kids. You want to know when, when time goes by fast? Wait till you have kids. Time really flies. My mm-hmm. daughter just graduated from college and I was sitting there thinking, you got to be kidding me. We, we just went to her ceremony a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, you, you got to be joking me. I mean, she was just a baby and now she's graduated. So it does go by fast, brother. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, try to live in the moment best I, best I can, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you mentioned one thing that was pretty cool, that you're already having a little bit of contact with the other recruits that are coming in. And, and I, you know, just kind of give us a little bit of a flavor of what that's like, you know, because, again, our core audience is really uncommitted kids. They're excited about what their future is going to look like. And one of the really cool things is – when you come in to a, a new school, a new program, well, you're not walking in by yourself. You know, there's other recruits that are coming in as well, and they're from other parts of the country. And I have to believe that you guys are probably already reaching out to each other just a little bit. And then when you show up together, it, it's kind of a cool experience. So, hey, man, if you had an opportunity to maybe connect with a couple of those guys? Yeah, yeah, we we have a little uh, group chat on Snapchat. Uh, we've had it for a few months now, and it's really cool. We'll we'll have new guys get added um, every once in a while, and uh, you know, a lot of the we've already started building relationships, even though we haven't necessarily met each other. Um, you know, guys from all around all around the country. Um, you know, schools recruit kids from everywhere. Like I said, if if you can play, they will find you, um, no matter where you are. Uh, you know, we have kids from Florida, kids from Vermont. You know, from complete from north to south, we have kids, and um, you know, getting to hear everybody's different situations. I mean, we'll joke about. Um, we have a buddy, um, Evan. He's 
in Vermont, we joke about the snow that he's had up until what feels like last month. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, no, and then we'll have kids in Florida who are on jet skis in January. So, you know, we, we all, um, we all enjoy talking to each other and we're all, you know, on the same mission was to make as big as, as big of an impact as we can. And, um, you know, we're obviously going to do our best to do that. And, you know, as much as we are friends, there's, is a sense of, you know, competition amongst each other. Like who's, who's going to be the best here. Who's going to make the biggest impact and who's going to make it happen. Um, you know, and obviously everybody's got a great mindset. Um, you know, I believe I'll be the hardest worker and there's other guys I believe they'll be the hardest workers and they'll be the best. And I think that's what makes it a, a great recruiting class and a great team is that everybody wants to be just as good, if not better than the other person, you know, iron sharpens iron and, it's a special connection for sure. You know, it's something that I, I looked forward to during my recruitment process of being able to get to know guys also going to my school and now it's happening and it's great. That is so cool, man. I'm just sitting here smiling the whole time because it's exciting, you know, and I, I'm so happy for you to, to be able to experience that. And I, and I can feel the energy just kind of coming through your voice, looking forward to what's coming up, you know, mm-hmm. here in August and September, special time in your life. And there's no question, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no question that these, that, that the guys that are coming in are pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that is what you want, 100%. Really, really cool. Hey, anybody that's joined late, absolutely appreciate you jumping in here. We record these spaces and uh, we'll, you'll be able to hear it in its entirety. You know, we'll retweet it back out. So thank you for joining. We certainly appreciate your support. Hey, uh, tonight, just for anybody, hey, we're, we're speaking with Danny. Danny is a 23. He's committed. He's going to Limestone. Kind of give us an idea. What was the history of your process for recruiting? How did it go? And then ultimately, really, what, what led you to say, yeah, Limestone is the fit for me. This is absolutely where I want to go. Yeah, um, it was definitely difficult. Uh, for a long time, I was an undersized kid. Um, you know, going into freshman year of high school, I was like five two, five three, a chubby kid. And really until junior year, I, I really did not grow. Um, you know, I was kind of a, a late bloomer in, in some ways. And part of that was due to my, my lack of um, hard work. And some of it was due to injuries. Um, you know, the winter of my freshman year, I uh, had an ankle surgery, which kind of canceled out my freshman spring, which would have been canceled out regardless. That was a COVID year. Um but, you know, the rehab and not being able to work out or throw, that definitely took a toll. And then uh, six, six months later, I was playing in the summer, and I completely bowled a, a bone out of the growth plane in my elbow uh, when I was pitching. And that, that hurt, I'll tell you. Uh, if anybody's, you know, broken a bone or, you know, done something like that, I mean, it's hurt. It's no blast. Um, so I had another surgery with that, and that basically took up my entire year. That was basically a year's worth of rehab. Um, you know, and that was mentally and physically exhausting, constantly rehabbing and the mental effects injuries have on you are absolutely no joke. Um, but, uh, my sophomore spring, I was actually cut from my school team. Uh, and again, a big part of that was me being very undersized and the other guys had simply outworked me. And it's, it's one of those things that's difficult because you, but when you grow up and baseball is your identity, it's like, you get that stripped away from you. It's, it's like embarrassing. You feel vulnerable. It's like the best way I could describe it is like you're in public and somebody pulls your pants down when you're not expecting it it's you know you it's it's the worst way to feel and um when you feel that way you never want to feel that again um you know if especially if you're in the right mindset of wanting to prove people wrong and and prove yourself right um you know you never ever ever want to experience that feeling again it makes you sick um so after i was cut literally literally two weeks later I um I started working with a guy who was the P27 pitching coach at the time and uh we we worked on everything from you know strengthening mobility pitch arsenal velo training th- you know 3 4 times a week every week for a year and a half and, and you know you you got to be disciplined that, that was a 45 minute drive for me I had school going on we would schedule it late sometimes we'd schedule it early sometimes and you know, you got to have not even the motivation. Motivation only gets you so far. You need to have discipline and consistency. And I was, I was so, I, I, I was angry for to to be great. Um, so that really worked out for me. And 
he was willing to work with me as long as I was willing to work. And, you know, he put up with all of my difficulties and setbacks. And, you know, there would be days where I was great. There'd be days where I was terrible. And, you know, he was really patient with me. Um, but that sophomore spring to my junior spring, I went, I took my fastball from 74 to like 80, 83, 84. Um, so then I decided to skip tryouts for my school uh, baseball season, my junior spring, because uh, I wanted to keep velo training. Like During the high school season, you, you kind of have to plateau with your strengthening a little bit because you got that game schedule. You're playing three games a week, and you don't really have time to work out. And if you go work out, you're probably going to be sore because you haven't had a consistent schedule, and you, the last thing you want to do is be sore going into a game. Um, so um, skipping that season kind of and continuing to work took me from 84 to 86. And uh, that, that summer, I, I was just carving guys up. I was going out like I just completely confident. I tell I tell my teammates, I'm, I'm going to strike out the side here and I would do it. There's videos of me, you know, out there pitching and somebody from the dugout would be like, you know, he said he was going to strike out the side. Let's see if he does it. And I'd do it and I'd do it again and again. And um, that's, you know, the velo and my performance kind of started to put me on the map with, uh, you know, it got the attention of, of a few schools and um, I definitely reached out a little bit. And then um, we were going down to Atlanta for a, a WWBA tournament and my head coach with body shop, Corey Warner, he was like, Hey man, what about limestone? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Please. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, please. I was chopping at the bit and, he called uh, Coach Kimmel for me, and Coach Kimmel reached out. We, you know, I scheduled a visit, and I threw a pen there. And let me tell you, I, when I threw that pen, that was the most nervous I've ever been. It was, you know, me on the mound, the uh, head coach, assistant coach standing right behind Coach Harker and Coach Kimmel. And um, yeah, that was a nerve wracking experience for sure. But I was able to hold it together, um, and I was able to get the opportunity there. And um, you know, the, the the coaching staff there is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, it's the, the former coaching staff from Furman, whenever COVID came, the program got cut and they never brought it back. Um, but that entire coaching staff is so knowledgeable and it's, it was a very attractive part of the program. There's really, in my opinion, there's really not anywhere better I could be as from a, as far as a development standpoint goes. Um, and the, the facilities were, were very nice, especially for a division two. There's a lot of division two schools you see with terrible facilities or some with really nice ones and, Limestone just happened to be a, a nice one. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky about that. And the academics were also, um, you know, uh, better than most Division twos as well, which is also very attractive. So I, I couldn't turn down the opportunity. I had to take it. And, you know, I'm very blessed for that. Man, Danny, there are so – I tell you what, this this interview could take a couple hours. I mean, there's so many follow-up questions. I mean, it was phenomenal to kind of listen to that overview. And and I want to make sure that everybody that was listening kind of really appreciates, you, you know, your journey and, and really what you went through. I mean, it's quite phenomenal. You know, the the first thing that pops out to me – and I, and I have to look at it. I mean, I played baseball as a kid. I wasn't any good. I played baseball in high school. My, you know, my son was certainly a, a lot better than me and, and his career progressed into a college career as well. But I'm just, I, I look at everything through parents' eyes and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to envision your situation, your injury, you, you being cut from the team and, and then, almost immediately instead of quitting, I, I, I think it would have been just so easy to quit right there. And, and I would love to know just a little bit more insight as to, you know, what really turned you on to uh, P27 and, and to start taking those lessons. And, and it wasn't really lessons. It was, it's probably more physical therapy than anything else. You know, what kind of led you to say, I'm not quitting. You made the one comment about being, it was like angry, you know, you were angry. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, it, how, you know, how did you kind of rally your parents support as well? You know, cause there, there's a financial obligation that goes along with this, you know, and, and I'm, and as I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just being honest here. I'm looking at it through a dad's and a mom's vision how did you how did you go from being cut to saying hey man I, i'm not giving up this is what i want to do yeah um you know i was cut and 
I didn't believe I deserved to be cut. Um, you know, to this day, I probably still believe that. But reality is, if I was really good, I, I wouldn't have gotten cut. And, um, you know, my parents have always been so supportive of me. They've poured so much time, energy, and money into me. And I, I, I couldn't be blessed with, you know, greater parents. But, um, you know, I told my dad, I was like, look, if you invest in me, I'm going to make it happen. I promise you, I'm going to work at this nonstop. And, um, you know, there's probably an ounce of him that didn't believe me. But, you know, I started literally the week after I got cut, I took some time off the week after I got cut. I was I was at it every night. I was throwing piles against my wall. I was going to the gym. Um, I was doing everything in my power to make it happen. And that definitely, you know, um, got his belief going in me. Um, And then he was able to, you know, trust me enough to make a stronger investment and a good pitching coach. And, you know, people will play for programs and go to coaches that may not know a ton of stuff. And part of it is not just working hard, but working really smart. Um, You know, some people work really hard, but they don't make a lot of progress because the work that they're doing just isn't beneficial for what they should be doing. The, you know, baseball lifts and baseball workouts are completely different from football lifts or wrestling lifts or anything, anything like that. Um, You know, and, uh, the guy I worked with, um, he's actually the assistant coach and recruiting coordinator at College of Charleston now, Sawyer Bridges. And uh, he played at Carolina, and uh, he just knew so, so much. And, um, you know, my parents were able to make that investment for me. And, you know, Sawyer and I, we became really close. You know, we almost became like friends, but, you know, he would knuckle down on me if if I ever started to slack. And, you know, he he never gave up on me. And, I, I'm very grateful for that. But, uh, yeah, you know, when I was, it was almost to the point where I was doing things out, out of spite. I was, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to show you that you made a mistake and, you know, I'm going to prove to you that you, what you did was wrong. And what I'm about to do is going to completely prove myself. Right. And I almost, there's a part of me that wanted to make, uh, the coaches that come, you look silly and, you know, and it, obviously in, in a way that, I don't want to say I did that, but I did, I accomplished exactly what I I wanted to, to the best of my ability with the time that I had. And it's a very, uh, it's delayed gratification is, is, is special. And yeah, I mean, just, I would always envision, you know, how I would feel whenever I accomplished that goal and was able to be like, yeah, you know, I, I did it. I did it. And you can't, you can't take that away from me. You can't take away the hours of work I put in the discipline I had, the determination I had. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I said, if, if I don't, if I can't find a school to play for, at least I can say I tried and, um, I'll have no regrets. And, you know, fortunately uh, it worked out for me and, you know, I definitely don't have any regrets now. Hey, thank you so much for your candor and just your honesty and, and just the realness of what that is. You know, I can absolutely appreciate it. Um, you know, it sounds like you got extremely supportive parents. They gave you just enough rope. You said you wanted to go out and try this. And they said, I will give you a little bit of rope. And you proved yourself to them first, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they just continue to support you. I mean, what an unbelievable blessing that is. And yes. then and then you proved it out to be true. And the thing that I thought that was so cool is how this story kind of progressed to you were so confident on the mound a year mm-hmm. and a half later, mm-hmm. you know, two years later, you're telling guys, look, I'm going to go out and strike out the side mm-hmm. and, and you were doing it. And, and to kind of think where you were to where that ended up. I mean, it, it is really quite amazing. And then the other, I mean, you're just saying so many things that are really, really wise that you're going to be able to carry on for the rest of your life. The delayed gratification, you know, it's not only the, the physical piece, but I'm sitting here thinking about your GPA, you know, you graduated a 4.1. That's not easy work. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, there's a ton of work you're doing in the classroom that you probably didn't really want to be doing. Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> but you did it. And, and that's the kind of thing that really leads to, you know, just a successful life, honestly. I mean, when, you're willing to, when you are willing to put in the work when no one's really looking, that's the thing that really pays off down the road. And then you got a great story that you're going to be able to share with your kids one day. And, you know, if they run into struggles, hey, you've got a real story to tell them, you know, and it's not something you're making up. It's like, hey, let me tell you what I did. 
And, yeah. and, you know, that'll, that'll be special. And that is, Hey, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, the you. other thing I was sitting here thinking about too, just as a quick aside, you know, limestone, beautiful areas up there in Spartanburg D2. I got to assume one of their rivals has got to be North Greenville. <laughs> you know what I mean? And North Greenville is now is really laying down a, a pretty nice little track record as well. So uh, kind of a, and what, a, I mean, just the hotbed South Carolina is. And I forgot all about College of Charleston. You threw that out there. I mean, South Carolina is absolutely loaded with baseball. Yeah, it is for sure. No yeah. question, man. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. North, North Greenville has, you know, Limestone's had a, a, a couple of difficult years with a, a former coaching staff. Um, you know, these new guys have come in and they've really turned it around. I really do think this is a program that's going to be reckoned with. Or it's, you know, people are not going to want to mess with um, very, very soon. And, you know, people can laugh about it now. But a couple of years from now when we're doing something seriously, seriously great, um, it's going to be no joke. And we will be I, – I, I'm a firm believer that we will be competing with the top, top Division twos in, in the country. And, you know, maybe I'm, you know, talking out of my behind, but I, I really do believe that. And I, I think the coaching staff and the recruits coming in are really going to make that happen. So I'm excited to see it. Hey, that's awesome. I don't doubt you for a second. And, and I tell you what, it doesn't matter what division you're playing at. I mean, everybody that's going to be showing up, on in mid-August for their first day of classes that's going to be part of that baseball team, going to be extremely talented. Yeah. No doubt about it. Hey, uh, I, hey, I kind of want to roll back over to that 4.1 GPA. You know, tell me how you were able to balance your academic commitments with a ton of rehab work that you were doing and then just a ton of velo work after that when you kind of got yourself in shape. And just regular baseball. I mean, that is a fantastic GPA. How did you combine those two? And then do you think you're going to use that same strategy kind of going forward here once you roll in as a freshman at Limestone? Yeah. Um, as you get older, you, you kind of realize you need to be more disciplined. And um, you, you can't procrastinate, especially when you have a lot going on. And, um, you know, to really utilize all your energy and devote it towards one thing, you, you need to take care of the stuff that's also really important, which is school. Um, no matter what happens with your sport, you, you'll always have school and you'll always have whatever you accomplish in the classroom. Um, and that will help you be successful off the field. Um, you know, I try to ma map out my entire weeks of work before the week even starts and do everything incrementally. Um, that's prevented a lot of like procrastination and last minute cramming. And it's definitely something I'll take into college. I think it's the only right way to do it is to, you know, plan out your week before it happens and try to portion out your work in the best way possible. So you're not, you know, overloading yourself, but also getting it done at the same time. Definitely. And I think you made one comment earlier, maybe in, you know, some of the guys, maybe they've gotten on late. But you made a really interesting comment when you were introducing yourself. You you made a reference to how important your academic record is to baseball coaches and, and really how that can uh, help influence uh, academic money and even influence who's going to be on the team or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if especially at a Division two, II, Division three school, like they're not handing out athletic scholarships like that until you can prove your worth on the team and if you want money at that level you need to have good grades you you, you know i mean if you want to go to a school and pay a lot of money sure have at it but um it's a lot more appealing for coaches when you know you actually show that you care about things off the field and it you know if you can have discipline off the field then your discipline on the field will be unmatched because that's when you're having fun and that's when you you know, you're enjoying yourself. It's a lot easy, a, a lot easier to be disciplined at things you enjoy. Um, you know, it's easy to be disciplined at eating junk food and playing video games, but it's not easy, you know, to be disciplined at taking AP classes and staying up late and to finish assignments and uh, meet deadlines and get good grades on, on things that are really difficult. Um, so if you can do that, it's, it's a very appealing trait to have. No doubt, man. Hey, anybody that's joining again, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate you guys being on. I have posted a tweet from Danny. It's in the nest. If you just swipe up, you'll be able to get to it pretty quick. This is uh, It's a tweet from Prospect Select, and it kind of really shows that nasty delivery that he's got. It's a couple of quick pitches there. 
But if you, more importantly, if you just wanted to get in touch with him pretty quickly, you can just uh, click that, take you to his profile page. And uh, if you want to DM him, you can certainly get in touch with him. So you, you mentioned one of the coaches from uh, Charleston, and, and you've talked about a couple of other coaches as well. But are, are there any other particular players or coaches that have really been influential in your development or even really in your recruitment? Yeah, um, I, would, I would definitely – I would credit two people for sure. Um, I'd credit for one, Coach Corey Warner. Um, you know, he's got all the connections in the world. and He's willing to make calls for you if you can prove that, you know, you got what it – takes to play at the next level at whatever level he feels fit um you know and for me that was a very good division two program and you know he knew coach Kimmel very well he got me in touch and you know without him I, I don't know where I would be uh to be completely honest I don't know what would have happened um so I'm obviously forever grateful for him and two uh as a kid I've been playing with for a long time his name's uh Lucas Heiberger um he actually recently committed to USC Aiken and, you know, his recruitment process was similar to mine. It was very difficult. He dealt with injuries as as well. And, you know, he was never, he was never going to give up. And um, it was inspiring to be able to work with him and and try to match his work ethic every day. And, um, you know, we made each other better. Like I said, iron sharpens iron. We made each other better every day. And again, without him, I I also don't know where I would be, um, you know, he's been great to to learn things with. We're able to help each other on different things. And, you know, I'm blessed to have met him and been able to play with him. Um, and now I get to play against him. So uh, at some <laughs> point, hopefully. So I'm looking forward to that. Hey, man, that's really cool. Very cool. So Coach Bridges, just as a reminder. So he was the one that really kind of, as you were rolling into Atlanta, he gave you the heads up that potentially Limestone may be a good fit. And then he reached out to the coach. That you was must- that was Coach Corey. That was Coach Warner. Yeah, that was Coach Warner. Okay, yeah. isn't, it, isn't it amazing? I mean, this is kind of the thing that always blows me away. I mean, there is so much talent across the country. There are so many kids that can absolutely play baseball. You know, I mean, they've got fantastic skills. They've got great stats. They got great video, and they struggle to really be found. And, and it's got to be frustrating for these kids to be sitting here thinking, well, you know, what else do I need to be doing? And, and I know it's got to be frustrating for the coaches as well at these programs. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you could be the highest of the highs, right? I mean, you could be the Vanderbilts and the Floridas of the world, but your, your recruiting budget is only so big and, and you only have so much time to dedicate to recruiting. And I know that coaches are struggling to find players just as much as players are struggling to find coaches. It just seems like a weird dynamic, but that's the way it is. And, and you need people in your life that can reach out to a coach and say, hey, let me tell you about such and such player. And, those, and the coaches at these colleges really depend on that kind of uh, recommendation. I mean, it's yeah. really incredible. But that, and you, you are very, very fortunate to have been surrounded with just top-notch quality coaches you know that were around you that were well connected very very fortunate yeah for sure hey hey let me ask you kind of on the mental piece too and I know I want you to reflect on high school and how you think that that you'll be able to handle this in college because this is coming and it'll be a different dynamic and and the thing that always blows me away with high school is you're in a classroom for seven hours or so and then you, you kind of walk out of that classroom and you go right into uh, you know, a practice or a workout or, or a game in college, you know, I mean, you're going to, your schedule is going to be a little bit all over the place. You know, I mean, you're not going to have the exact same schedule day after day. You're certainly not going to be in class for seven hours. You may do seven hours worth of work, but you're not going to be in class for seven hours. How, how do you think you're going to be able to prepare yourself mentally to kind of go from studying or sitting in a, in a, um, in an auditorium listening to a professor to really just kind of walking out onto a baseball field and and performing? Um, You have to be able to separate the two. Um, It's two very different things. Uh, You you go to school and you need to be ready to do schoolwork and and get good grades. But once you're on the field, you you have to kind of forget about everything else and and lock in. If you're focused on other things when you're playing, you're you're not going to be playing well at all um you know your head needs to be in the game at all times and that's so cliche but it's so true 
if you're not mentally there, then it's just not going to go well for you. And I know that, um, you know, I've always been willing to uh, put in the work and, you know, I I always take that, that mentality into school. It's, you know, adapt or die. If you, if you can't, if you can't adapt to your surroundings, you're you're not going to be successful. And, you know, you really have to want to be successful and be able to put in the work. And if you're not, then you won't be successful. So how bad do you really want it? You know, and that's kind of the way I think about it. It's good. Well, I got to tell you, one of my, you know, I do a lot of uh, retweeting of highlights of guys. And, uh, and and there's two tweets that I really love that are my favorite. And I love it when a guy is committed because it really just kind of shows the work that they have put in to get to the point that they're realizing a part of their dream of their life. I, I think it's just such a big deal. and so cool. I, I love to see those tweets. And then the second thing, I love it at the end of each semester when the baseball programs tweet out the team GPA. And I, I love those tweets. And some of these GPAs, it just kind of blows you away. I mean, you'll see, you know, anything over 3.0 is going to be good. But you'll see some of these guys, some of these programs, they'll throw out a 3.2, 3.3. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, you know, you've got freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors of all different levels, all different backgrounds, all different capabilities, and they're coming together and having a team GPA of a 3.2. It's impressive. I mean, it's, you know, and that doesn't just happen. You know what I mean? It takes a ton of work, not all, you know, in the classroom and outside of the classroom to maintain that, that kind of GPA. You're stepping into a new world, Danny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I think, but I absolutely think you got the background and the and the work ethic that uh, that's going to lead you to to be very very successful. Hey, yeah, everybody! Again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, again, we do this Twitter Space Monday through Thursday. We do it live. I mean, Danny and I we don't know each other, and uh, we're just kind of talking through a story, and it, it's a fantastic story from where from where he was just a couple of years ago to where he is now. And, th- and th- that's why we're doing this talk. And, uh, but we, we take this Twitter space and we turn it into a podcast and, uh, the podcast is on literally every platform that you could possibly think of. It's now underscore D one speaks. I-, I hope that you'll find it. You'll subscribe to it. And I absolutely would appreciate a five-star rating too. So, Hey, um, let's get back to you though, Danny. So what, what are you, where are you, what are going to be your goals? Maybe what are you trying to achieve over the summer? And then what are you thinking about over the next four years? What, what are your goals immediately this summer? And then what do you think you're going to be able to accomplish over the next four years? Yeah. Uh, this summer is, it's basically just preparation for me. Um, you know, continue, uh, hopefully velo training, strengthening, throwing, um, doing everything I can to, uh, make an immediate impact as soon as I get there. Um, you know, Limestone is a JV program. Um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, basically a year for development for guys. But, you know, I'm going to do my best and everything in my power um, when I get there to be on varsity. You know, whatever happens, happens. But like I said, if you do your best and you put your best foot forward, only the best things can happen. Um, I really do believe that. And, uh, yeah, if I can make an immediate impact, there, that that's definitely, definitely my goal. Um, as far as, as, as long-term goes, take this thing as far as I possibly can. You know, I have something here and I'm, I'm just trying to run with it. Um, you know, as long as I can keep playing this kid's game, um, I'm going to. So yeah, that's it. That's cool, man. I love it. So, uh, it's amazing. Competition never stops, does it? You know what I mean? You, you finally get committed, right? You're thinking, all right, I checked that off. Wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta keep competing i mean it just never ends you know and and you brought it up several times iron sharpens iron and it just it just literally never stops your whole life honestly hey what do you what's your uh and maybe you haven't decided but what are you leaning toward majoring in yeah i was i think i'm going towards like business uh finance i'm, I'm trying to narrow down the, the business side um you know everyone's got a general business degree um you know that can take you multiple different ways but if i can narrow it down to maybe some like economics and finance or you know I'll, i'm figuring it out still and i'll probably figure it out more after my you know first semester there but um yeah that, that's the way i'm leaning is towards the business finance side that's good love it nothing wrong with that at all hey uh 
again, I, I, one more quick little plug here. Thank you for joining anybody that's listening live or anybody that's going to be listening on the podcast later. Generally speaking, we talk with uncommitted um, prospects, 23s, 24s, 25s, or even JUCO uncommitted. And if you have an interest in being part of this type of forum, please reach out to me. You can just DM me on Twitter. Again, I'm now underscore D1. I'd love to be able to schedule you. Uh, we are scheduled through at least mid-June, uh, maybe just a little bit later. But we're going to run this series all the way through the summer, so I know we could work out a date. Hey, uh, Danny, now that you've been through the recruiting process, you know, kind of looking back on it, not, I'm, I'm not, I don't necessarily want you to kind of think about, I wish I had done something differently. But if you could maybe just kind of look at the overall, the way recruiting works, what would you maybe like to see changed or maybe improvements to the process? Yeah, um, you know, it's a difficult question and everybody will have a different answer. But uh, personally, I really don't feel like I can critique the process. Um, I'm not a recruiter and recruiters are going to do what they feel fit. Um, You know, the transfer portal makes things very difficult for younger guys to get recruited because, it's a lot easier for schools to go in trusting grown men to come in and make an immediate impact. It's a lot easier for, you know, a 20 plus year old to, you know, a stronger guy to, you know, perform, um, you know, schools really can rely on those guys to um, make something happen. And it's a lot easier to do than trusting a, a 17, 18 year old kid. Um, and that's just the way it is. And again, it's that adapt or die mentality for me. Like if, if you're not willing to adapt to the, the difficult recruiting process, then you're not going to get recruited. And that's just the, you know, my, my personal position on it. Uh, you know, everybody wants to play, everybody has a dream and, you know, everybody has a different journey. So that's, that's what I would say about it. Yeah. Fair enough. I can absolutely appreciate that. And you're a hundred percent right. The transfer portals will change the game just a little bit. You know, I was thinking about it today. I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got a ton of high school kids that are wanting to be recruited and they're trying to get noticed. They're going to camps, they're sending videos, they're doing, they've got coaches calling. And then at the same time, you have got JUCO guys that are eligible to transfer, you know, after their freshman year, certainly. Then you've got guys that are, that have finished their sophomore year. They have AAs. They're looking to transfer. They've got two years of eligibility left maybe three years. And then you've got transfer guys all over the place. I mean, it's just in many ways, just kind of flooding the market, you know, and it's just a, it's a different feel today than it was even just a couple of years ago. Transfer portals changed the game. Yeah. Hey, last thing let's talk about, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up here. If you could take a look at some younger kids that are just kind of coming along kids that really are saying, Hey, baseball is the way I want to go, you know, and, and, uh, what, what, what kind of advice would you give, you know, a 12, 13, 14 year old kid? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that you really have to want it and, you know, wanting it isn't just saying, Oh yeah, I want this. You know, you gotta be able to work. You gotta be willing to work for it. And it's, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And that's why not everybody does it because it's hard. Um, it's an uphill battle. But if you're willing to, you know, take the the uphill hike, then you're going to do yourself a, a very good service. Um, you know, not just working hard, but working smart is important. Um, you need to work the right way. Um, you know, only so many people get the opportunity to play at the next level. Um, and, you know, if you're able to get there, it's it's an honor. It's an accomplishment. Um, you know, it's it's a different type of, like I said earlier, it's a different type of gratification. Um, you know, there will be guys that are more talented than you, but uh, talent really only gets you so far. I've seen really talented kids fall off tremendously. Um, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard every single day of the week. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, and there will be people and coaches that will tell you you can't do something. And, you know, if you really want it, you take what's yours and you run for it for as long as you can, or run run with it for as long as you can. Um that's that's definitely something I would say, um, and you know, and everybody's process is is different. There are kids who commit in eighth grade. There are kids who commit their senior year summer. Some guys take a gap year, post grad, and commit after that. And you know, there's different ways. And you know, don't let other people commit and get you down because everybody's journey is different. And if if you really have it, people will find you. 
I promise you that if you if you just keep working hard and stay consistent and have discipline, anything can happen. Man, that's great advice. I, there's nothing to add to that. I think you touched on everything. You couldn't have worded it any better. I think you're 100% right, Danny. And I think you're a great example of, of what you were saying. If, if any kid was struggling with that and they were thinking, oh, this is just words, I think they could kind of look at you and look at your last two, three, four years. And uh, you've lived it out. I'm really yep. – hey. Danny, I got to tell you, man, I have really enjoyed tonight. We probably went a little longer than we normally do. I think most of these podcasts probably last about 30, 35 minutes. But, man, you have just had a fascinating story. I think you give just a ton of insight to, to guys that are in high school that are really looking to go to the next level. I cannot thank you enough for reaching out and saying, hey, I'd like to be a part of this and just kind of share my story because your story is fantastic. I mean, it, it's inspiring. It's uh it gives hope to other kids. If someone is down or if someone is injured and they, and they really listen to what it is that you went through and apply that same uh, day-to-day grind that you did, I think they've got an opportunity to be successful too. And uh, I just give you a lot of credit and just thank you again very much for coming on and sharing your story. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's always, uh, you know, a fun thing for me to talk about. Um, especially now, but you know, journey ain't over and we, we keep rolling. <laughs> the journey's definitely not over. It's just beginning for you, man. And I have a, I have a feeling that you're going to take advantage of these next four years. I'm very, very happy for you. Hey, yeah. I will let everybody know tomorrow night. We have an uncommitted coming back on. He's a 24. It's Jay Campbell. He plays out of the uh, panhandle up in uh, North Florida. He plays with the travel ball team, NLB, great athlete, really looking forward to talking to him. I think we'll have a lot of, a lot of fun. Again, anybody that is listening, please subscribe to Now D1 Speaks. You can find it on any platform, and uh, we'd certainly appreciate a great rating as well. So, hey, Danny, thank you very, very much again, and I hope you have a good night. Yep, you too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Good night, everybody. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.